Welcome back to Afternoons. It is six minutes past two o'clock on this beautiful Monday afternoon, around 32 degrees. We are reaching a top of around 35 degrees. It is hot, hot, hot out there. Now, coming up around three o'clock on the show, we'll be talking pet talk back with Dr. Derek McNair. So get your pet questions ready if you'd like to have a chat with him. We're also going to be talking with Andrew Watson, who is a top lawyer at Morris Blackburn Law Firm in regards to the Medibank class action. Uh, about 40% of Australians have been affected by the data breach and a class action between three major law firms has uh, been launched. So we'll talk to him a little later in the program in regards to, I guess, how everybody has been affected. 9.7 million people, where their data has ended up and uh, what they're going to do about it, how much money they could be entitled to. But now, uh, as we know, former Prime Minister Julia Gillard, she will lead South Australia's Royal Commission into Early Child education. Now, Ms Gillard and her team will investigate reforms to make sure families can access quality early childhood uh, education and care. To talk more about this, we're joined by the Executive Director of the Royal Commission into Early Childhood Education and Care, Caroline Crozabalo. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Jade. Great to have you on the program. Well, let's, uh, let's kick things off with, I guess, firstly, why we need a Royal Commission into Early Childhood Education. So, the government, uh, the uh, Malinowskis government made a commitment prior to the election that they really wanted to introduce three-year-old preschool, universal three-year-old preschool. Mm-hmm. And as part of that commitment, they wanted to establish a royal commission to think about how you could do that and what the best way of doing that was. So they've established that royal commission and secured the services, very excellent royal commissioner, Julia Gillard, to, to do that work. So really it's about thinking through what, what is the model? How are we going to deliver this promise for, for South Australians? And then what are the other opportunities that might be around in terms of improving, uh, how families can access support in the first thousand days through early childhood education and care? Okay, before we talk about the Royal Commission itself, let's talk about the current early years system in South Australia. Could you explain what our current setup is? Yeah, so uh, as lots of your listeners I'm sure would know, when you have a baby, there are all sorts of different supports and sometimes it can be a little bit confusing to navigate. So for mums and bubs, you know, you can access CAFs for those child development checks. You can go to mums and bubs playgroups. You can go to all kinds of kind of supports for you as a parent. When it comes to early childhood education and care, which is a bit of a tongue twister of a name, that's where you start thinking about uh, bringing together lots of little people and, and giving them learning experiences. And there's kind of two main ways that we do that in South Australia. Mm-hmm. The first is long daycare. So, you know, your listeners will be familiar with childcare centres, but also family daycare providers provide beautiful uh, long daycare services in their homes. And then the second thing that happens here in SA is when kids turn four, they're able to access 15 hours of um, preschool, or you might call it kindy or kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they can get that at a really low cost through their local government preschool. And so what the Royal Commission is looking at is how might we make that 15 hours that's currently available for four-year-olds, how might we make that available for three-year-olds as well? Why three-year-olds? It seems like, you know, they're still babies. They are still babies. And I was just reflecting with a friend, the difference between three and four for so many of us is the difference between nappies and toilets. It is. It's a big jump. It is a big jump. It is. 
Look, the evidence is really clear that kids will benefit from being in high quality, enriching learning environments on a part time basis for the sort of two to three years before, before school. Mm-hmm. And the evidence is also really clear that for kids at risk, kids who have some vulnerability or maybe their home life isn't as enriching, those kids will particularly benefit from it. So at the moment, uh, like I think it's 97, 98% of South Australian kids are getting that 15 hours when they're four. Mm-hmm. And what this commitment is about is about bringing that back so that the three-year-olds can get it as well. But I do imagine it's going to look quite different. And that's one of the things that the Royal Commission is looking at. Okay. And how so? So we're hearing from all sorts of different people and experts. And I'd really encourage your listeners to go along to our website and, and think about how you can make a contribution. Um, we're hearing... so. One of the first things that we're doing is we are holding hearings next week where we'll be hearing from, you know, international academics and all the sorts who sort of say, what does a good program look like for Mm. a three-year-old or a four-year-old? And we'll also be hearing from some wonderful preschool directors uh, who are here in South Australia telling us what they think that looks like as well. But we also want to hear what families want and what families are interested in. So we've got uh, on the South Australian Government Your Say website, there's a survey that, that parents can fill in at the moment. We've got over 300 surveys in at the moment, but we'd really like some more. And then finally, we're also, uh, if you go to our website, you'll be able to find out details for a parent forum, which is an online forum where the commissioner is going to meet with parents online and hear directly from them about what they're looking for. Okay. Because I think one of the things we all know is that parents are experts in their children as well, and we really want to make sure we hear that voice. Of the 300, uh, most for, against, unsure, or are they just at the point where they're just asking questions? Really interesting mix of views. Mm-hmm. I think lots of parents saying they want the best for their kids sure. and then worrying that maybe a four-year-old program might, might not be quite right for their three-year-old. They mm-hmm. kind of think of preschool and they think about kids sitting in rows yes. and they can't imagine their three-year-old sitting at a desk. That's not what a good play-based curriculum looks like, but it's really interesting to hear what's important to parents. See, we were living in Melbourne and my three-year-old at the time, Harry, he did three-year-old kinder, because they call it kinder over there, (laughs) and he was so ready for it because he's a very mature, you know, child, uh, and so we signed up for it yeah. and he thrived and it, it wasn't sit down you know classroom it was learn through play and I think that is the scary part because as a child kindergarten for me at Lucy Morris there in North Adelaide was very different to what kindy is now even reception here is a lot learn through play though so that year three four five is learn through play as opposed to sit read the book Absolutely. and maths and you know and I think that may be for me, if I was sitting down filling out this form today, I, I think that's where my fear would come from, thinking, oh, hang on, they're still a kid. They still want to be playing. Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting how we all think about what our experience was like, but what our early childhood educators and leaders have been learning so much over the last decades and innovating and really working on their practice. So I'm mm. sure you might have heard of like Reggio Emilio play-based kind of approach, nature play. There's all these beautiful outdoor spaces where kids go and they're not just learning, you know, about counting or about 
the sounds of words. They're also learning about how to play together. Yes. They're learning those really important, what, what you might call executive functioning skills, the kind of skills that help you kind of, oh, maybe I will pause before I jump into this crazy thing or knock my friend out the way to get in front. All of those kind of competencies really set kids up beautifully for school. So it does look like play. And I know, like, I think my mum was a bit kind of like, hmm, it all looks a little bit hippy-dippy, loosey-goosey, but actually it is so good and their little brains are just growing as they do it. If you'd like to have a chat with our guest, Caroline Crozabalo, who is the Executive Director of the Royal Commission into Early Childhood Education and Care, if you'd like to, uh, I guess, put your opinion across or to ask a question about this, we'd love you to join the program, 8223 0000. Uh, could you tell us now broadly what a Royal Commission exists, you know, to achieve and, and how it's going to, uh, I get, established. Yeah, so Royal Commissions are a bit different, aren't they? They're different from the way normally government goes about policy because they're independent. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Royal Commissioner uh, has, no one tells her what to write or what she's going to be putting in her report. The government's given her a job and she has lots of powers to go off and compel people to give her information and evidence so she can uh, make the best recommendations she can in light of what she sees from her evidence. Now, I've heard the Commissioner talk about how we are not your usual Royal Commission, so we're not going to be making people cry in the witness box. You know, there's no deep, dark secret we're trying to uncover here. Mm. But it is a more independent model of working out how to do something. And I think it is really useful on an issue like this, which sounds, it doesn't sound too contentious. You know, everyone loves the idea of three-year-old preschool, but there are lots of moving parts. And and really the government uh, has asked the commissioner to say, well, what's the best way that this is going to work? Are we going to deliver most of it through our government department for education preschool system? Mm. Or will we, like the eastern states, leverage the long daycare system? And where might we do that? And what are we going to do about those places where it's really hard to get um, a long daycare provider? What are we going to do about building out gaps in our current system? And how are we going to get that workforce? All of those are the sorts of questions that a Royal Commission just has a bit more independence and a bit more distance to be able to make really evidence-based recommendations to the government. Because I'm guessing that would be one of the biggest fears is for families where you've got two working parents and if three-year-old kinder comes in, it's like, well, hang on a moment, what am I going to do if little Billy finishes, you know, three-year-old kindergarten at three o'clock, uh, sorry, at, at midday, what am I meant to do for the rest of the day? Oh, absolutely. And we all know that those kind of the two and a half days a week can be really tricky yes. for, for families. So one of the things that the Royal Commission has been specifically asked to look at is how to make sure that it's accessible for all families and thinking about things like wraparound OSH. So, so mm-hmm. there are OSH services available for some preschools, but not all preschools. But I think also it's about thinking about the role that long daycare could play as well in that because long daycare are really accustomed to working with these three-year-olds and have really great skills and, and, and abilities in that space. So it's about thinking about what capacity might long daycare have as well. Would there be an argument that they're almost doing that already? Absolutely. I think one of the things that's really interesting 
to think is when you ask people what's the difference between long daycare and preschool. And I think, you know, there's been a really beautiful blurring of those things because the quality of preschool you can see in so many early learning centres around South Australia, you can really see lots of our long daycares are really focused on quality and really focused on delivering that rich learning experience. And they're doing that not just for four-year-olds. So I think there is, there's been an increased overlap between the two. Mm. Uh, and that's something that, again, the Royal Commission will be exploring. My guest is Executive Director of the Royal Commission into Early Childhood Education and Care, Caroline Crozabalo. If you'd like to join the program and uh, put forward your opinion or ask any questions, 8223 0000. Hello and welcome to the Santos Tour Down Under where the world's greatest riders are ready to roll. And look at the fans on the starting line. Oh my, look at that lucky fan. Just got an autograph from their favourite rider. You couldn't get any closer to the action. Let's see that smile again. What a moment. And the race, it hasn't even started. The Santos Tour Down Under. Greatness returns January 13 to 22. Visit tourdownunder.com.au. Thanks to Apia, you could win one of 10 Value What Matters $5,000 gift cards. To enter, just purchase an eligible new Apia comprehensive car or home insurance policy. That's Apia Value. Call today on 13 50 50 or go online. AP is an authorised representative of AAI Limited, the product issuer. Read the PDS before buying insurance. TMD available. Call for a copy. Competition ends 31st of March 2023. Full TNCs at apia.com.au slash win. SA permit number T22 slash 1718. We open our doors to people we trust and care about. And for over 85 years, South Australians have been opening their doors to Rest Haven. In turn, we've been opening doors to an easier, better life at home. From personal care to help with the shopping and social outings, you'll welcome the care that Rest Haven brings. Introducing the Striking Kia Range, crafted with sleek and distinctive cues. The new Kia Range is the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. This is Kia. Kia, movement that inspires. It's hard to believe, but buy urban bathrooms and kitchens may not be everyone's cup of tea. If you're not fussed by sticky drawers, if you're not driven mad by something that doesn't quite line up, if you don't appreciate millimetre-perfect craftsmanship and service of the highest standard, then maybe buy urban bathrooms and kitchens is not for you. But if those things are important, buyurban.com.au. Adelaide's home renovation experts. G'day, it's Eddie May here from NRG Solar. People buy a solar system to save money and do the right thing by the environment. So why would you buy a battery? Well, people buy a battery because they want independence from the grid. They don't want to be inconvenienced in the event of a blackout. And of course, protect themselves from future power rises. Now, electricity is going up, so whatever your needs are regarding solar and battery storage, you can rely on NRG Solar for the right solution. Visit nrgsolar.com.au. 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. This is Jade Robran. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to Afternoons with Jade Robbery. It is 21 minutes past two o'clock. My guest in studio is Caroline Crozabalo, who is the Executive Director of the Royal Commission into Early Childhood Education and Care. And we've got a message here from Karen who wants to know, when will three-year-old preschool be available in South Australia? So that is one of the big questions that the Royal Commission has been asked to answer. So the terms of reference for the Royal Commission say that it should be available from 2026, but it wants us to think about what the right sequencing of that is. And so I think it's really useful to think about the balancing of how do you increase the number of places available for kids while maintaining quality. And in particular, what we know is that quality in early childhood really relates to workforce. So you need to get workforce who are well-trained, who are well-paid, who are committed to the work, who are able to stay and be in those roles for a long time. Um, that's what you need. And so if you accelerate too quickly, if you offer too many faces too fast, what you might find is that you end up with a kind of cycling through temporary workforce, really hard to meet those workforce needs. So one of the big questions for the Commission is kind of how do we provide advice to government about balancing that? about making sure that you increase the number of places but that you've got the supply of workforce and places that you really need to match that. And that is key because we've got a shortage across most workforces, in particular teaching. And to bring this in, you really have to have some very clever minds, some very enthusiastic people involved. So I guess how are you going to make sure that that, uh, you know, that high expectation is met? Absolutely. So there are lots of good things underway in the early childhood space at the moment. I'm sure you've seen there were commitments around free TAFE places. That's really exciting. There's been a big national workforce conversation mm. for the early childhood space and one of the things that the commission will be doing in may is holding some hearings to hear from the sector to sort of say how's that working for you what is working are we getting the enrollments that we need is the quality of the graduates that you need coming through talk to the universities about how are you going in terms of enrolling people in the places in the in the teaching degrees that we're looking for so i think that's a big question that needs mm. to be unpacked. And it's a really critical one because you wouldn't want to deliver this reform without having the quality underpinning it. How can parents and caregivers that are listening now that want to, I guess, express their thoughts, concerns, questions, can they get involved? Absolutely. So really encourage your listeners to go to the Your Say SA Government website and then there they'll find a consultation for our Royal Commission. And then the other place to go is we have a, a pretty poorly named website. It's my fault. Royal Commission ECEC.SA.gov.au. Anyway, get along to that and that will show you how you can click on that and visit a parent forum, an online parent forum that we're hosting in a couple of weeks where you'll be able to express your views directly to the commissioner, as well as how to make a submission and get to that your say thing. So we really, really want to hear from parents. Is SA behind in this space? No, absolutely not. So three-year-old preschool is kind of an emerging thing. It's the it's the kind of next 
step, I think, in early years education. So some of the eastern states have committed there. So uh, ACT and then Victoria and New South Wales have just started to go there. So um, so we are kind of with those leading parts of Australia. Mm-hmm. But all of those states are having the same conversation that we're having, but they're having it kind of mid-implementation. So how do you make sure you've got the quality of what you're delivering? Who are you going to invest in to increase who's offering the places? So we're doing that up front with the work of the Royal Commission. They're kind of doing it as they implement and deliver. Is this going to be an opt-in or will it be compulsory learning? 100% opt-in, 100% opt-in, yeah. So the early years, there's no compulsory um, education. So the compulsory age of education doesn't start until you hit school. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that parents are really committed to the development of their children and, and we know that South Australian parents over a long period and much more than our Eastern States colleagues, actually, uh, have have really come along to that four-year-old preschool program. They love it. They value it. It's part of the community. And so we expect there'll be a really strong interest in this program as well. So wh- when will all of this, you know, be handed down? What's, what's the time frame of the Royal Commission? So we'll be doing an interim report in April on three-year-old preschool and then a final report in August. So pretty ambitious reporting timelines, but it's going to give the government lots of time to work on implementation. Thank you very much for coming into the studio. An interesting chat. It's, um, yeah, when it comes to our babies, our little people, uh, you know, they're our future and we want the very best for them. So uh, you've got the very best minds on this. So good luck to you and your team. Thanks a lot, Jade. Thank you. And uh, coming up, we're going to take a short break now, head into the newsroom, get all the latest after the break. We're going to be talking to Natalie Oliveri, our royal reporter. Prince Harry has hit the headlines again and again. Uh, then we're going to be joined by Andrew Sullivan for Job Hub, followed by around three o'clock, Dr. Derek McNair is going to come in and talk pets. So if you've got a question, eight double two three double O double O. There's always something you can WEA. We have hundreds of courses available, from bookkeeping to balloon animals. It's a giraffe. Visit wea-sa.com.au to browse the course guide today. Hey, tradies, is the stress of running a trade business doing... Andy and Angela, why do you use radio advertising?